and welcome to episode two of Reflections. This came about after I was inspired by a group of reflexologists who recently trained with me in RLD. With the online training, we do a follow-up session about six weeks after the course. This gives participants opportunity to ask questions or feedback any, any, and discuss any case studies. Last week, the discussions that we had were so interesting and varied that I thought it would be a good opportunity to share this with the wider community. Not just the reflexology community, but anyone who's interested to hear how reflexology and reflexology lymph drainage, also known as RLD, can be beneficial to our practice, to our clients, and generally to well-being. <laughs> So here's what happened when a group of us met up online to follow up after the training. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so hello and welcome. Thank you for coming back and joining me. Um, so we're going to have some questions and answers following up on the course though. Um, hi Beth, I'm going to start with you. E even if you don't have any questions, if you've been using it and there's anything you want to share that would be beneficial to the others, please do. Great. Thanks, Sally. Oh, it's so nice to be back and see, uh, see you <laughs> girls again. It's always nice. I just, um, I really don't have any questions at this time, but I'm just been uh, delighted to report that. Um, pretty much every day uh, that I treat, I do an RLD sequence. So I'm, I feel really um, blessed that I have these clients that come in and want it. It's really awesome. And uh, because of the lockdown that we're experiencing here, um, we're not allowed to travel out of our community. So I didn't have anybody with lymphedema, but I had somebody with MS. And yes. on my case report, um, I was just totally blown away um, by the results that um, he had from doing the RLD to help with, um, amazingly, his frequent urination during the night. Like, it, I was just stunned because I know with regular manual lymph drainage for the body that that's something that they experience is more frequent urination afterwards. Yep. And so I had warned him that it could make it worse. And he was getting up like eight to nine times during the night. And after his first night, his wife woke up in a panic because he had not gotten up but once. Wow. And, and so he was like that for the whole week. And then he had medication and he peed all that night. And then we did it again. And it was just the same thing for a whole nother week. And he's continued that pattern. Like it's just, wow. I, I was just, I just think that's fascinating. I, I, reflexology it's amazing and this sequence um obviously it's going to benefit people with many different health conditions so i'm all excited <laughs> i just wanted to share that because it was sort of different from what i had anticipated so yeah. that was really wonderful so, yeah so i guess the ms was affecting his bladder uh, mm -hmm. frequency of of him needing to uh, go to the bathroom in the night yeah yeah and so you know that waking up so frequently affected so many other things so he's oh, feeling he said he's feeling like a million bucks so that's just awesome that is fantastic 
I'm, I'm so happy for you both you know I'm just I'm delighted for you both and it's always good I mean it's great when I hear this helping people with breast cancer related lymphedema but I know that over the years experience tells me that actually it can help with so many other things so it's really good to hear it coming back from uh, somebody else so well done Beth that's fantastic work I'm, I'm just so pleased for you and for your client We'll you still seeing him? Um, no, because we got locked down even tighter, and because he is, uh, he's you know uh, got the autoimmune yeah. condition. He's just not coming in right now. But he said he's. I, I keep in touch with him, and he's. He said that he's maybe getting up three or four times, but it's not like that eight or nine times like before. So we're he's due for a treatment um and so hopefully in june our like our numbers are coming down so hopefully he'll be able to come back in for another one and then we can see if we can maintain that for him because he really needs to have the rest and feel you know good to get through the other challenges that he's experiencing as well so he's up for that just uh we're just taking a a safety break right now <laughs> yeah yeah i mean fantastic um so before before you did RLD on him, um, was he a regular for reflexology? Well, he's been, um, um, he comes regularly for massage, which includes um, some reflexology um, because it just fits under his insurance. Like we just do the combination. And then um, he's been a case study for other things that I have done as well. So he's, he is a regular, he comes um, and, but he definitely found that the reflexology was the better treatment for him in a shorter duration. So. Fantastic. Great. Um, that does, that also makes the case to be interesting again if somebody is used to having treatment with you and they know how they respond to that and then you give a different treatment still yeah. reflexology and you get a response that they notice the difference as well yeah so of all the treatments that i've done with him he totally got the the most instant benefit from the rld That's wonderful. and how long has he had ms um well, he, he had it for about two years before he was actually diagnosed with it. So he's been dealing with a diagnosis of MS, the primary uh, progressive MS, uh, for about the past five years. And just this past year, it's really um, affected him uh, much, much more. And so he's, he's no longer working. His gait has been altered. Um, and even his walking in uh, into the building and back out of the building, there's there was a notable um, difference in his gait, even like it just it just brought him more feeling and more sense of oh, he just felt like he just felt he uh, he had more sense of control like I guess as well. Anyways, it just sort of grounded him also. So yeah, yeah, pretty cool. That's such great news. Well done. I'm delighted, delighted for you. Thank you, thank you for sharing as well. well so thanks for a wonderful course. So, oh, thank you. Um, welcome, Nomi and Claire. Just to let you know, we are recording. If that's okay with you, you okay with that? Yeah, sure. Lovely. Um, thank you for coming back. Nice to see you. So, I'm just going around to everybody at the moment, see if, if you've got any feedback or any questions about the course or anything you'd like to discuss. Um, so, next, I'm going to come to Giselle. Thank you, Sally. Um,
I am very happy and with the results I've been the feedback I have been receiving with my clients. Um, once a week I go to it's a interactive cancer center, but it's run by research doctors. So this is why it's so interesting because I hope that they're going to let me continue to be there because they do research on every patient that they have and they check on how acupuncture helps them with their cancer healing, uh, diet, massage. So I am their reflexologist now in there. So they're watching what is happening. <laughs> and um, here we have a problem in the, in the States because um, reflexology is not accepted by insurance yet. So, but I hope to be able to stay with them. That's what's happening right now. So I'm working with a lady that has uh, lymphedema. She finished her breast cancer treatment two years ago, but she yeah. developed a secondary lymphedema. Yeah. And I am taking pictures because of her sleep, you know, before, uh, after the treatment, and she's very happy. So that is what, that's going to be my case study, but I'm also having another case study on a lady that has swollen feet and um, controlling that, no, no reason for it. It just happens. It's like unknown, but it really um, gets really swollen. So I have really good results with that too. So those are my two cases that I am working on um, right now. I, I do have a question. I was not able to find a ruler flexible in the centimeters here. <laughs> <laughs> so can I do it like every, the little lines every two inches or uh, well the maths won't work if you do that the mathematical formula that we use is for the volume of a four centimeter cylinder okay, okay. Um, so if you go inches it won't work unless, okay. unless you measure exactly yeah the only other thing you could do is get your flexible ruler mm -hmm. and measure on there exactly four centimeter marks okay with uh, a permanent marker with a permanent marker measure okay. four centimeters okay oh, oh well no i mean that wouldn't work because that would work for marking the arm as you go up right. four centimeters right but when you do the circumference measurement you need to go to the nearest millimeter yes. so you would need a tape measure for that I, I am hoping to go to, to Spain. Um, uh, we have a second home there soon uh, when they let my husband in and I'll buy my flexible ruler there. Yes. <laughs> I'm bringing and, it back. And Amazon can, um, these things are available on Amazon. I tried, I found a digital one that, that the thing retracts and closes on the, but the measurements were not coming up right. Every time I tested it, it was giving me different numbers so yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh, yeah you need to be consistent with whatever you mm -hmm. do yeah um, until then there's nothing to stop you measuring you just okay. won't be able to do the mathematical calculations yes yes and um yes this this client with the lymphedema i was going to measure her but then she has a sensitivity on her arm and the ruler and i just marking her skin i just like Let's just take a picture then, you know. 
and that's absolutely fine. I would never pressure anyone to okay. have a limb measured. Yes. Some people don't want it measured. Um, yeah. But usually what happens after the course of the treatments, after a course of treatments, they'll be like, I wish we'd measured it. <laughs> <laughs> no one, you can see how much better it is, it feels better. Um, right. But you've got no way of knowing how swollen it was in the first place. But that is that is just a bonus when you can measure the change. That is a bonus. The best thing about this is that it works and it, it yes. opens people's lives. That that is the best thing about it. It is it is amazing. It is I'm so impressed. It's really amazing. And and I'm also on all my clients, I do the RLD sequence. And and I have another quick question. What happens if you accidentally miss the steps of the sequence? You don't do it in the exact order. Well, the exact order is what will yield you the results, as far as I know, from my experience, because it was doing that sequence that got the results. But, but remember, we're mirroring the principles of manual lymph drainage, and that has to be done in a certain sequence because you're creating space in order for yes. the drain. So um, that's why. Yeah, because in one of the cancer patients that I am helping, um, she's right now receiving chemo. And uh, so I remember what you said, not to give it the day before. So it was completely in between her uh, therapy. And I was working and because of the chemo, her, she kept having this shaking. So I just like skip, you know. Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay, okay. Don't worry about that. But I just want to rewind there. What I mm -hmm. said about working with chemo, people who are going through chemo, is not to do it immediately after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. okay in the cycle, providing they feel well enough, but I wouldn't do it immediately after yes. they've had their um, chemo. Yes, we're doing it the day before her chemo. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Sorry, mm -hmm. maybe I miss, I probably miss her do there, but yeah, perfect. That would be okay. the time for it. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, next, I'm going to come to Liesl. Hi, Liesl. Hello. Hi. Um, so I have some exciting personal news about doing the hand reflexes on myself. After after the training that you gave us, whilst we were doing it on ourselves, yes. you remember me mentioning how I noticed that I'd lost my double chin. Yes, I do. Yeah, so now, so still now, it's doing well. So every morning when I get up, I, I don't do the full sequence. I just work on each hand three times, just doing the upper body. And um, I had to go to the doctor for something. And I said to them, look, what's, what's going on here? Because I didn't realize I had a problem until I did this course. Okay. And two years ago, I fell down the stairs and they think, that I damaged my thoracic duct, that's why. Oh. Yeah. So, so doing those moves has helped me and I've actually lost some some weight, which I think was just the lymph, because I've not changed my eating. And I'm still doing the same exercises and looking after my parents that I did before. So it's purely down to doing this. So for me, that's very exciting. And I, I no longer have um, pains in, in the side of my chest that I was getting. So that, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I had been for mammograms and they were like, 
no, you've just got very dense tissue, blah, blah, blah. So it was, it's helped that, which was an unexplained ache and pain that I was having. So that's pretty awesome. Um, and I've had um, some clients who didn't come to me for lymphatic drainage specifically, but because of information I've read about how it helps with pain any, anyway, I had done the sequences more than the normal reflexology. And they've noticed that, um, so she does have an edema in her legs. Yeah. She started saying, but since I've been coming to you, I've started getting more cellulite. And I was like, that's excellent. Because that shows. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> like, because that shows that it's moving. It's changing. Yeah. You don't yeah. want this be how it was this is That's, does she have lipodema she hasn't been diagnosed she's been going to the doctors for so long but they they've not diagnosed her with anything yet she's finding it very frustrating yeah finds it very um uplifting having the treatment because she's yeah. assumed to get off the bed like you had said i feel so much lighter and when you get off the bed, you hear her knees and her ankles and everything cracking. It sounds dreadful, but for her, that's a sign of relief. She's like, oh, I love that sound. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> she, I mean, the cracking doesn't hurt. It's just because of the pressure she's had. They're not in the positions they should be. Yes. And then my, my case study, which I haven't, I've written it, but not typed it up. <laughs> no, no rush, no pressure. Um, has been my mum. So she had hip revision um, surgery and it was, she had to wait quite a long time to have it because they had to use a specific theatre because of the damage. Her leg had to be held in traction during the treatment, during the eight hour operation. Oh. And um, so what had happened is because it had been left so long, the top of the femur had broken off so there were bits of floating bone around there and it had split down the middle so it so she was in a great deal of pain and because she had now shrunk because it had gone down an inch and a half she was having a lot of issues with bowels because the spine was no longer in the position it should be right and um so she started getting after the operation she wasn't so bad before the operation with swelling, but after the operation, she started getting edema around her ankles a lot. So I talked her through doing some um, lymphatic drainage herself, but um, working with her, doing this on her, she said actually that because she's on morphine and stuff for the pain still, and her surgeon had said that it will be at least a 19-month recovery because of the severity of the issue she had and it, it was a case of if they couldn't fix it it would be amputated it was that severe so um the color was different to the other leg but through doing this particular sequence of reflexology i noticed the color changed back to the normal color um, and she, so with the scar down the side of her leg, even her skirt touching it was painful and the pain went. So that's the first thing she noticed was that the pain at the surgery site 
was no longer. And um, she's, it helped tremendously with her pain. So she's actually reduced her pain, quite, her pain medication quite a lot. And, and the, the benefit of that is, of course, that won't be having the effect on the bowels and, and all of that. Yeah. And having gone back to the surgeon, the surgeon actually said he's surprised at how fast she's recovering. <laughs> so she had said, oh, my daughter does lymphatic drainage reflectology on me. And he was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's pretty, it's very cool. Yeah. yeah, that is great. I mean, that's so lovely. I mean, it's always wonderful as a reflexologist to be able to help someone and make a difference. But when you can do it for a member of the family who's yeah. suffering, it's just that little bit extra special, isn't it? But I, I am also sneaking in. Um, so clients who come to me for sports massage and Emmett, they already know I'm a reflexologist because before, I usually treat them, I look at their feet to say, actually, I know you're experiencing the pain here, but I can see by your feet that it's a different issue. So they're used to me doing that. So I always end actually sports massage treatments by just clearing the ducts a bit, yeah. not necessarily doing a whole thing, yeah. but they've noticed that the pain has helped, that's helped, even though it's a much shorter version. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're integrating it really well. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much for sharing. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, what great feedback this evening. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, hi, Nomi. How are you? Hi, hi. good. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, for me, it was, um, I have to say, I haven't practiced as much that, as I wish I had. Uh, I'm not a protocol person, so it's, <laughs> it is a bit for me of an effort to to work with protocols. But I, I, I did I did a bit with a friend of mine who trained with you, so it was it was good also because she could guide me as well and correct me. And uh, uh, yeah, we did some swaps, and uh, I gave a treatment to my mom uh, who had uh, she had breast cancer about uh, 15 years ago. And uh, she has uh, um, she has metal plates in her back and in her foot. Uh, she has many issues, and uh, her um, uh, tendons are damaged. So she's a, she's in a lot of pain all the time, and actually her feet are extremely uh, sensitive. And uh, I give her reflexology occasionally, but. I mean, I can hardly touch her. It's uh, it's very difficult. So actually, she she liked um, uh, she liked um, R and D very much. And uh, for the first time, because you, I think she's a bit suspicious. She doesn't quite know what I do, and she's uh, you know she's quite religious as well. She's always scared I'm doing something like the the nurse. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> so she's always a bit, uh, so she always says, uh, you know, oh, it hurts a little bit more usually after I do reflexology. And this time, for the first time, she said that uh, uh, the following night, she dreamt that she could walk without a uh, stick. Wow. And her foot didn't hurt. <laughs> and she was so happy. <laughs> and it's only when she woke up that she realized actually she still needed the stick. But she said it was an amazing feeling. <laughs> and I think it sort of lifted her spirit a bit. And um, um, yeah, so 
I hope I, I hope to do the case study with her, but I want to have the moves a bit more, you know, to integrate the moves so that it's a bit more, um, a bit nicer, I think. It, it was actually quite long. If I, <laughs> I think it, um, I gave her, the treatment was over an hour. Gosh, okay. But uh, I think so. It's I'm I'm still a bit slow because I oh I can't remember what comes next and then, oh no it wasn't quite this. So I know I, I don't have it in my hands quite yet. But um, I think after you've done the training, it's really good to use it. Don't wait. Don't wait till the right person comes in. Yeah. Long. Use it uh, as soon as you can. Yeah. Um, I I do it a bit on my hands uh, because I have a lipodema. And um, and also I know I think it's really good for me. It's the best. Uh, um, so I, I I really want to 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 be able to use it. And actually working on my hands is quite surprising because I, I feel this tingling in my feet. And I don't know this. Um, even if I just do it for five minutes, there's uh, some change already. And uh, it's difficult to explain that the the legs are a bit lighter somehow. Yeah. So I think this is also very empowering, um, and it's not that difficult to do on hands. Even the very simple ones, you you know, you showed us to yes, yes. to give to patients. So I think that's also really good. And um, I, I will have surgery actually for lipedema in uh, in June. So I sort of also have this, you know, I sort of feel reassured as well somehow that I can also do something for myself. Yes, and I think it'd be very nice to do this before your surgery and then yeah. guessing is that liposuction surgery yeah yeah uh, fantastic afterwards to help get rid of the bruise yes and uh, yeah. i will do regular um uh, um drainage because that's what you know is uh reimbursed by uh uh, you know the costs that are covered, but uh, I'm doing some swaps with my friend as well, who's uh, who's doing R&D. Yeah. So um, she'll uh, she'll give me some treatments as well. Yes, I think that will help. I would expect that to help. So I hope all that goes well for you, and um, you know keep keep doing what you're doing. And I'm really glad you're able to make a difference to your mum as well. It's really nice. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Claire, do you have any questions? How are you? Um, I do have a few questions. Yeah. Um, first question being, I have quite a few people who I treat who don't have the mobility to get into and back out of Ulifuma. So I use a treatment couch for them. And for those people, should I be replicating the position as if they were having MLD, which would be their feet higher than their knees? So supporting their knees and their feet to aid the drainage, that would be an MLD position. Would it, I'm presuming it would be better to replicate that rather than a traditional reflexology where normally we just support underneath the knees. You know what, when I was working at the hospice, uh, doing the recent well, because I was a hospice therapist, we were using a massage couch there because yeah. some would have a back massage or a leg massage or something. Um, so I just used my normal couch position. If they wanted to lie down, they could lie down. I had one with a back that came up. Uh, I, I like to support people under the knees because that's a position. Yeah. I like yeah, but so I wouldn't have to have the feet higher than the knees to aid the lymph drainage. 
not on my recommendation, but I like the way, of, I like the way of thinking. Um, yeah, so I'm just thinking of tying it in as much with MLD, where MLD would normally have the feet higher than the knees. I, I, remind me, Claire, are you an MLD therapist? Yes. Okay. You see, I'm not. So um, if that feels like the right thing to do for you, anything at all that you can do to do to in, to further the benefits of the treatment, do it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, no, you're welcome. And my other question, um, what would you recommend the maximum frequency that somebody has um, RLD if they were able to have say three treatments a week would you think that could be too much for them um well my rule of thumb is if somebody can have mld then they can have rld and when, okay when people have bandaging done they have daily mld mm. so i think as long it obviously wouldn't be maybe appropriate to everyone but if it's appropriate to your client um and as an mld therapist you would know that then yeah. why not and often the client knows as well. They know when something's too much for them as well. They can give you that feedback as well. Yes. Um, if, it's, and if, if it's very stubborn, if it's very stubborn or they're very swollen or that the lymphedema is very bad and they're able to come frequently, I, I think it all helps. Yeah. Because the, I think the results are cumulative. They, you know, they come down and then they go up a little bit and then they come down again and up a little bit until it sort of plateaus and then gradually starts to sort of slow, slow right down. So the more you have done in that intense phase, I would imagine the more likely you are to maintain. Mm -hmm. You lose more yes. than yeah. maintain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, the other feedback which might be useful for you to hear um, and obviously every practitioner is sort of different um, yeah. and because I think we've all had more time with our family rather than um, clients say my mum has been um, very ill and she said is there anything you can do to help me um, and I didn't feel um, comfortable doing MLD because she had her glands were not swollen but a bit tender under her arms in particular and I just felt that MLD would have potentially been a little bit too much for her but I did do the RLD and the next day she felt a lot lot better um, so she just thought it was magical but it was nice for me as a practitioner to have an alternative when I thought I think that MLD may be too much for her um but there she was asking is there anything you can do to help me and yeah i did have an option that i could give so that was that was nice for me to be able to yes. think i feel safe giving this that it's not going to be um detrimental for her it's interesting that you should say that because i've had case studies from other mld therapists who are also reflexologists and they often feedback similar that at, they've used RLD when they haven't felt that MLD is appropriate. Uh, but that's kind of your call. You're qualified in both. So, but that is really good to know. It helped your mum. Um, can I just ask, oh, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. The tender 
uh, lymph nodes under her arm. Was that anything to do with COVID or COVID vaccination? Most likely, yes. Yes. Um, she's had two COVID vaccines, um, has not been diagnosed with COVID, but she has all the symptoms of long COVID. Um, she's in and out of hospital with liver problems, it's currently stable. Um, she's struggling to breathe. Um, she was admitted to A&E again the other day. Um, but yes, that is one of the problems that she's got, but that's kind of so far down the list at the moment. Yes, yeah. Um, it was just, I'm, I, I'm getting a recurring theme here where with people having uh, tender lymph nodes and there are, I, I know a couple of people who've had mm. it and one person, a younger person had it, uh, she had these tender lymph nodes under arms and when she spoke to a doctor about it, he said go and get a COVID test and it turned out she had COVID and that was the only um, symptom that she had. But we, we're not hearing a lot of that, but be, because with RLD you're doing a lot of lymph work, people are asking about it and there does seem to be um, a correlation here. And I would yeah. like to say, oh that definitely is, because none of us know, it's too, too soon to know, but it's, it's very interesting also that it was, it helped her. Because I've also yes. known other people who've had sore lymph nodes under their arms after having their COVID vaccination. My case study, um, I've sadly only been able to do two treatments for my case study at the moment. Um, I don't want to change her. I want to wait until she's better. She's currently got shingles and um, she has been shielding, come out of shielding. She's now got shingles. Um, so she just needs to wait until she's recovered from that for her next two treatments. Yeah. I did her second um, MLD, uh, sorry, OLD treatment the day before her COVID vaccine. And she is convinced that's how she got through it. So much better than her first vaccine and so much better than other people with the same condition that she has um, that struggled with the second vaccine. And she is convinced it was treatment um that i gave so that was that was that was lovely feedback to hear yeah i actually did already on my own feet the day before i went to my vaccine my first one yeah and, and i was fine um, yeah fascinating is it and none of us know and we can't sort of claim we can't claim that but if you hear it enough times then you start to uh maybe asking the right questions of the right people. Um, thank you for sharing. It's really, really good, Claire. Thank you. Thank you. Um, good getting feedback from an MLD as well. Uh, Sally, sorry, <laughs> that just reminded me of something I, I didn't think to say. A friend of mine, um, after she had her second vaccine, she developed a lump. I thought it was like the size of a golf ball behind her leg. So the nose there. Oh, and the teal lymph yeah, node behind the knee. Yeah, could literally move it. And she had phoned her doctor and said, "This is what what's going on." And her GP had actually said to her, "It's quite common after the vaccine, second vaccine, to have this. You'll just have to wait for it to go." So it was sore for her to walk because it was significantly large <laughs> to be behind your knee. 
So she phoned me and like, Lisa, I'm desperate. <laughs> and it was only, it was two days after I did the, the course, and I was very excited. And I did, so when I was working on her feet and working, going up, like from going up towards the hip and back. Yeah. When I was doing that part, I literally felt a change. And I said, I think it's gone. And she was like, it can't have. And she felt it. She was like, no, that makes no sense. She just kept, she, it literally went during the treatment. It was very exciting. So yeah, I'd be excited by that too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Nomi, did you have something you wanted to add there? Yeah, I just wanted to ask you because I, uh, I have many people around me who are um, had the first or the second jab and uh, they have quite serious reactions, I think. I mean, they don't go to the hospital, but some of them are very uncomfortable and a friend of mine had some swollen uh, lymph nodes under her arm. She went to the doctor because she thought she had cancer or something and she, it freaked her out. Yeah. And uh, many people feel really poorly. And I was wondering if, um, would you give them treatments? I know you said to give treatment before, and I actually have a client coming the day before her injection, but how soon after would you, okay. would you wait until it sort of settles? I personally, I, I mean, nobody knows about this. this. Nobody knows what the answer to this question is because uh, it's new, it's a new, it's a new virus, it's a new vaccine, none of us really know. But for me personally, I would have it done before. I've, I've got my second one next week and I'm teaching that day, so I will be working my own feet and hands during the course. And um, then I, I would wait two or three weeks personally, because okay. they say that it's two to three weeks, isn't it, for your body to start building up antibodies. Well, I think I'm going to leave my body to get on with that. That's just my view. Okay. You know, I know some people are just saying, well, wait three days. But you know, the, the truth is, the facts are nobody actually knows. Yeah. You would say regardless of the, the type of vaccine, whether it's, uh, um, you know, like in Switzerland, we don't have the AstraZeneca. We only have uh, Moderna and Pfizer which are the, um, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, the, uh, it's not the traditional vaccines. Yes. So I guess it works, I don't know, works a bit differently. But would you say for all vaccines in general, regardless? I, the... I mean, I, I really, I'm reluctant to even give an opinion on that. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know enough about the vaccine. I, I know enough about, R well, no, I don't even know enough about RLD and uh, vaccines because it's all so new. But for me, my own rule of thumb, the other thing, I, I didn't drink any alcohol either, or not that I drink much anyway, but I waited, uh, I don't remember now, definitely two, possibly even three weeks before I had uh, even a glass of wine. So okay. uh, it was just to give my body the best chance to, it's had this drug put into it, let it do what it's got to do and um, to give me the best chance of getting antibodies, but I had the AstraZeneca one and I was fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, um, I, I mean, we could talk about COVID and the vaccines because it's actually quite controversial. You know, if you read some of the stuff in some yes. of the, uh, online forums, that's why I'm loath to get involved, involved in that because there may be some people who feel so ill after their 
vaccine that they actually really could do with some reflexology. And, and who, are, who are we to say, well, no, you can't have it. No, it, I, I could argue it both ways. <laughs> uh, or not, not argue, discuss. <laughs> That's a better word. Uh, thank you anyway. Uh, Alexandra. Thanks. Hi Sally. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Yes. Um, well, I've been incorporating the stages one to seven RLD into pretty much most of my treatments actually. Um, and I am seeing a lady tomorrow who had breast cancer, treatment for breast cancer four years ago. Mm -hmm. And 18 months after her treatment finished, she thought she got away with it without getting a lymphedema. And 18 months after her treatment finished, she developed lymphedema in her left arm. Um, so I am going to see her tomorrow. Um, and that will be my first lady that I've seen with a lymphedema to do the full sequence and yeah. the measuring and the full caboodle. Um, she's going to be my case study. Great. So um, this, this is so timely. It's brilliant. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing her um, and just see how it goes. She's going on holiday the beginning of June. So we've squeezed four treatments in and I'm just really hoping, you know, it makes a difference for her holiday. So um, does she wear compression? She does. She wears um, a sleeve for half the day and all night. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, she's, she's very excited. She's had um, manual lymphatic drainage. Um, yeah. The last treatment she had was just before the first lockdown. So okay. she's not had a treatment since. Her husband, who sounds lovely, um, was watching um, what the chap did. And so he does gentle sort of massage with her um, to try and keep it under control. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, excitement as well as anticipation, all that. Oh, yeah. A little voice that says, what if? What oh, if yes. What if I can't do it? <laughs> what if I'm the only person who doesn't work for? <laughs> oh, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And all the measuring, you know, I've, I've, I'm going back through the book and I'm going through my notes and I've, I've got all the tape measures and everything and I think it's just kind of taking my time over it and um, yeah I will say to you if you've been doing steps one to seven with oh, yeah. your clients yes you will now be familiar with the whole lymphatic drainage and and the why why you work in this order and and the benefits of working the lymph in that way yeah yeah in fact I was treating a lady um I gave her four treatments before her C-section for twins, which was today, and her legs and ankles had really swollen and she was really impressed with how they went down after the treatment. Um, so, so that was really good. Yeah, it sounds like you've had the perfect amount of experience ready for seeing somebody with lymphedema in the arm. So yeah. all you need to remember is to start on the good side. Yes, yeah. So good, bad, good yeah excellent yeah and then do i one question i've got is do you just go straight into the diaphragm or do you do some 
flush and warming up or you know what do you do do you just go straight into it um in the research all i did was apply some you know balm some i didn't use any essential oils i didn't want to do anything else that was going to affect the lymph and the drainage and the circulation so i cut it right down to a minimum but uh, when i'm working with a client i think it's always nice to do some relaxers and you know soften it for spread the balm do all that um lovely i i think that's yeah. the thing to do okay. then i go into the diaphragm yeah but the idea is for the research, I wanted to test what happened when I worked the reflexes, not just um, do a load of massaging first. No. And then see. Yeah, okay. Um, another question is, um, you take the measurements, you write them down, then do you bring everything away and do all the calculations? And the next visit you can say, oh, you know, last time, yes, the volume, Yes, I mean they, they might not be interested. They might just be interested to see how that how you get a reduction because yeah. if you're measuring, remember to go to the nearest millimeter when you're taking right. measurements, um, and you can see where things have gone down. Or you might see that one or two of the segments have increased in size a little bit. That's also instead of thinking, oh my goodness, I've done something wrong. It's got bigger. Mm. That you think, great, it's moving right yeah because overall if, if somebody's got a bit bigger in the upper arm maybe something in the forearm oh, smaller. yeah or swelling in the hand which you don't even measure can travel into the arm that will drain yeah. that's the only way for it to go yeah so you measure both arms before and after yes yeah, yeah. um what i would do if you're short on time is just measure the normal arm at the beginning yeah or treat uh, treatment okay. one and then you can just use that as mm. your control right the way through because you won't get much fluctuation okay that that's kind of a negligible uh not to significant yeah. sometimes a few mils up a few mils down that that can just be the measuring um, what you're really looking for. That makes sense, really. It's a colon arm. Yeah, it, it will save you time. Yeah. If you then saw her again, yeah. She has a course of treatment now, and then you see her again in some in a few months' time next year, then yeah. measure both arms again to get a picture of where you are. And then you can just do this colon arm before and after. after okay. That. Yeah. That's what I really science rather than measure both every time yeah okay that's lovely thank you sally exciting exciting i look forward exciting. to it yes yeah yeah brilliant i look forward to reading that um it's, it's been amazing actually the quality of the case studies that i've received from the online training considering that i was actually reluctant and a bit worried that it might lose a little bit of its magic for taking it online but it hasn't and I can see that reflected in the case studies that people send me, the quality oh. of the work and it clearly, the protocol clearly hasn't lost anything for being taught online. So. I think from my perspective, from attending an online course, it, it, obviously some people are near to a large venue, but sometimes I'm just so fatigued from a two and a half hour journey to get to a venue and then 
the same journey home after a course to return the next day. I think that was one of the real benefits from being able to study the course at home. Mm. Um, you just weren't losing some of what you'd learnt during the day on that journey journey back. You were able to just embrace it straight at home and go back through things. Yeah, good. Thank you. And and I think doing a follow-up also gives you a chance if there's anything you're not clear about or anything you um, you need clar clarification of. But in fact, you've all been using it. You've all experienced using it to to help others and to make a difference. Um, even how, though... long, how long normally do people find it takes them to do the protocol? Okay, it can be given as short treatment because that's how it started. And for me, within an hour, within a one hour appointment, I can measure, treat and measure. Okay. Do, you know, quick, somebody I know well, you know, you do a quick consultation, catch up with them and um, then measure and do the treatment and re-measure afterwards. I can do that within an hour, okay. which makes it a nice treatment as a standalone, or if you're only doing two feet and integrating it into your practice, then you can just use it with other reflexes. But what you'll find is that you're thinking differently about the lymphatic system when you're working those reflexes which you might have been doing anyway, Claire, in fairness, as an MLDer. You might have been well, thinking... I don't know. I am questioning whether I have just not been noticing what goes on when I've done reflexology up until now, bearing in mind I've been the book for quite a while, but obviously not um, as efficiently as when you taught it to us on the course. But what I've noticed for the first time ever is that I'm regularly seeing the lymph fluid move in people's feet and up their legs and you can watch it just yeah. disappearing back up the leg and I've never noticed that before in reflexology and I just think have I not been paying attention or is it something completely different and that that is what I'm observing and that is what's happening and it obviously it's obviously the latter um it's so but yeah, it is. It is amazing to watch it. It's amazing to see your photographs before and after. See changes in the skin, changes in the measurements, changes in everything. Even you know, sometimes you see people's face, the skin colours change, and they're kind of glowing, looking radiant, and uh, they're no longer feeling tired as well. I, I, I see. Well, as you say, you see changes. Were they there all along, or have we only just started noticing them? I don't know. I like to think it's the protocol, but you don't. And I'm sure. I'm sure it. I'm sure it is. I would have noticed something that significant, but yeah, you can just see the fluid moving up people's legs, and um, yes, I've seen limb differences before with a normal reflexology treatment, but nothing like this. It's just phenomenal. I'm excited about it, and I want to say, "Well, come and look at this patient's legs." You know, if I'm if I'm at the hospital or almost telling people. Well, if you're in a position to be doing MLD and working at a hospital, um, then that will help you open doors with the work as RLD as well, using RLD as well as an MLD. -er. Um, and we need more, we need more people from the MLD community 
to come on board with this. Because, I mean, it's only about 80 years ago that the Vodas first started exploring um, and, and working with MLD, um, trying to, um, <laughs> uh, it was considered taboo. Uh, and now here we are doing RLD. In some circles, it's considered to be a bit taboo. Um, we still need more research, but the more people who are doing it, the more we see it's working, I think the more chance we have of driving it forward. Um, oh. Great, thank you. Giselle. Yes, I, I am very sorry. Um, while we were having the meeting, they told me that they scheduled me at the center uh, for a 1 p.m. Um, RLD. So I'll have to leave. It's oh, a lady line. It's like an emergency. She's having a major surgery tomorrow. So I was... <laughs> But um, yeah, I want to go help. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. So much, ladies. Thank, thank you for joining us. Bye. 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 Oh. Okay. Well, that's that's a good reason to be called away. Mm. Anyway, does anybody have any more questions? This has actually been a really great session. In fact, if nobody minds, I wouldn't mind making it into a podcast. Would you mind that? Mm, and everybody okay with that? You haven't said anything? Yeah. 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 Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this impromptu podcast and I look forward to welcoming you next time. Bye for now.